The reading this morning is from 1 Kings 19, starting at verse 1, and can be found on page 360 of the Church Bibles, and it will be on the screen behind me. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom brush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he travelled forty days and forty nights, and until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Um, how you've just heard the word read. Now I'm just going to watch one of our wonderful Saddleback videos telling the same story. But I want you to watch it and listen to it very carefully because I'm going to do a short quiz afterwards. So test your observation skills. Okay, I hope you were um, listening and watching carefully. I'm just, it sounds going to help me here, but I'm just going to divide you into two teams. You are one team and you're on the other team, and I've just got a few questions for you. So, the first one, what was the name of the king during the time of Elijah? (laughs) I think Marilla. Yep, Ahab's the correct answer. What did Ahab have around the foot of his throne? Any guesses? Yeah? Yeah, Maria? Idol. Um, He probably did, but that's not what I'm thinking of. He has a lot more of something else in the video. Heather? Gold coins? Yes, he had money bags. He liked his money, lots of money bags. So it's two to this side at the moment. Question three, what was Elijah's message to the people? To worship the Lord their God and not to worship Baal. Yes, indeed, yes. Two, one, okay. What did Jezebel want to do to Elijah? Kill him. Indeed, yes, to all. Number five, what was the name of the town where Elijah left his servant? I'm not sure I think it was there, Marilla. 
Oh, and Hannah. Beersheba. Yes, indeed. Beersheba. Three, two. Okay, two more questions. What was the color of the water jar the angel provided? <laughs> I think that was over here. Yeah. Red. Yes, indeed. Three. Oh, right. The deciding question. How many times did the angel visit Elijah? I don't know who that was. Yeah. Twice. Yes, indeed. This team wins. Well done. Now, we're doing a series over the summer on heroes of our faith. Um, And today, I'm looking at Elijah. So that wasn't a particularly heroic story. I don't think that was really Elijah's greatest hour. But I wonder um, if any of you can think of, this is not in the quiz, but any of the other um, facts and stories we know about Elijah. Because he was seen as one of the, the greatest prophets. And he actually, at the end of his days, he just disappeared into heaven. There's no grave for Elijah. He was seen as quite a great man. Anyone um, think of any of the the other stories? Yes, Graham? (laughs) He did. He defeated the prophets of Baal. Yeah, there's um, an incident just before this passage where um, he has a bit of a confrontation with the, the the priests and prophets of that false god Baal, who's just was a, a gold figure, um, and he basically he had he, they they had this contest. He was he put out sacrifices to worship God, and they put out sacrifices to worship Baal, and they were both going to just ask their gods to um, get them get these offerings just to set on fire without any human intervention. And the, the prophets um, of, and priests of Baal tried all day with no success. And um, Elijah actually soaked his offerings in water and then asked God to set them on fire. And they did. So he's had this, before this episode, he's had this huge um, momentous event where he's actually shown the greatness of God um, opposed to the, the, um, this false god Baal. Anything else? Any other stories? Yes, Charles? Um, I'm not sure about whether he was fed. You, you're probably correct because you, you know so many things. But he did feed, um, he did feed um, a widow and her son when all they had was a little jar of oil and a little bit of um, flour. And he kept, well, they were, they were in a time of famine, and he kept feeding them um, they had food for the length of that famine, and it wasn't until the rains came again that, that, they, that their um, oil and flour ran out. Any other? Yeah. He did. He did pray for rain. He, um, he, he foresaw a drought which lasted three years, and at the end of that, he prayed and the rain came. And this was also just before this episode. So he's seen some pretty amazing miracles. <laughs> yeah, well, he did appear again at the time of Jesus. So, yeah, maybe he was appearing this month. Who knows? Any other stories that are actually in the Bible? <laughs> yeah? He did. Yeah, that same widow, her son died, and he actually raised him from the dead. It said that it's the first, um, 
perhaps the only biblical example of resuscitation, because he breathed into the sun and he came to life again. Yes? He did. He did. He appointed Elisha to come after him. You know all this, don't you? There's another one. He did, and that comes after this. Yes, yeah, he did. So he was a pretty amazing person, but this point in time, he's not doing so well. He's feeling um, pretty discouraged, and he's actually afraid. He runs away. And sometimes we feel a bit like that, don't we? We can probably, you know, we might not have a, um, a queen stamping her feet and wanting to kill us, but we might be afraid of exam results or anxious about starting a new job or afraid about um, test results or going for tests in a hospital. And it doesn't matter what we've experienced before, we still have that fear. And also, sometimes we can find that when we've had some really great spiritual and physical experiences, we then actually feel quite discouraged and down, which is exactly what's happened to Elijah. And we can feel like this for various reasons, due to illness or our circumstances, and we can feel pretty much on our own. And he, he might be feeling a bit sorry for himself as well. And he, he actually is on his own because he sends Elisha away. He's got his um, servant with him. And we don't know why. Maybe he doesn't want him to um, be put in danger himself. Maybe he's just feeling sorry for himself and wants to just to, to be on his own. Or maybe he doesn't expect to come back. So he sends his servant on to um, Beersheba and he's there on his own. Just feeling very sorry and just wanting to end it all. But what he does do is he calls out to God. He does it in that lowest moment, he still prays. And God answers him. And in one sense, it's quite miraculous, because we don't see angels very often, and we don't suddenly see jars of water and food on hot coals suddenly appear. But in another sense, this is so practical. He just realizes that Elijah is exhausted, and he feeds him, and he gives him water, and he gives him rest. Not only once, but twice. And sometimes we just need something practical to happen. We, and we need to take rest. And we need to make sure we look after ourselves. Or we need to make sure that those who are going through a difficult time are resting and eating. It's a very practical answer here. There's nothing super spiritual about it. Just a very practical way of helping Elijah at this time. And when he wakes up from his, his second sleep and having plenty of food and rest, he then has the energy to go all the way to um, Horeb, Mount Sinai. It's the same place, which is probably 200, 300 miles away. And he's able to go there because he's been refreshed. And what we do learn here... He was not as alone as, um, as he thought he was. He thought he was the only priest left at this point in time. So when he goes off and he's, um, he actually meets God at Mount Horeb, and he does, as, um, as one of the gentlemen just said, he had a very, <coughs> he hears the still small voice of God whispering to him. He's saying to God, I'm the only one left here. I've been working away for you. I've been doing all these miracles. 
but I'm the only one left here, and I'm feeling on my own. And God says to him, actually, you're not. There's 7,000 other believers around this land. You're not on your own. And God here's got the bigger picture. We can just get caught up in the small picture of what we see around us, and it feels really bleak. But God can see beyond that. And then he feels encouraged, and he goes on to do even greater things, as we saw in the video. So I think we can learn from this that it's, it's okay to not be okay, that sometimes we all have those moments when things might have been going fine, but we feel really low and discouraged. But also, we don't know the full picture of what's going on here. And we, like Elijah, can turn to God, and he will show us the way. So it doesn't matter what wilderness we're in, whether it's physical or literal or metaphorical, we can still come to God and he will show us the way. Amen.